they hear what I'm saying. Divine, come back up here, my friend, because I need to make sure that they hear what I'm saying. I just, I felt like, felt like the Holy Spirit said, hold on, some people are not following you anymore. All right? All right. So he's following me, same situation. You ready? So he wants to be just like me. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. Oh, there's a piece of trash. Let me get it because I should pick up trash. Well, there's something that happened, didn't it? He's no longer following me. So, but everybody here was under the understanding that he was going to repeat what he did the first time. Why? Because the first time I told you he wanted to be just like me. You've seen him walk like me, talk like me, gesture like me. So when he came up to do it again, just a few minutes later, you expected the same thing. But the problem is, he didn't do it. So who do you have a problem with? Go ahead and go back to your seat. Who do you have a problem with? Is your problem with me? Or is your problem with him? Who has the problem? Is it me that has the problem? Or is it him? So when we get out there, if we're following and trying to be like Jesus Christ, then we have to be aware of everything we do. Uh-oh. I'm going to stand back here, okay? Because right now, I am not attacking anybody. This is something that I had to go through, just like anybody else. As a matter of fact, I had to go through it probably even maybe a little bit more, just a little bit. Because here's the thing. Every time I hit this stage, everybody in the room instantly knows who I am. They know what I am standing for, what I'm supposed to be. So if they see me doing anything else outside of that, then there's a problem. But is the problem with me or is the problem with Christians? Is the problem with Jesus? So what I'm telling you to do is not to kill the person. I'm saying separate. Know that we have to separate the two. If it's necessary. When I see Jesus in you, I, okay, just so you know, this is word. This is Bible that I'm preaching. It says that we are supposed to know a man after the spirit and not the flesh. So if I see Jesus in you, then I see Jesus in you. If I don't see Jesus in you, well, then I'm only looking at the flesh. There's grace for that. But there's not grace for if I'm only seeing the flesh and you're still preaching Jesus. Now you're stepping outside of a boundary. Disciple. Discipleship. I'm going to tell you right now. I went way outside of my notes. But that's just where God took me. Now I'm going to jump back in. And don't worry, 
I've given you a clear picture of what we see this as on a regular basis. I've hopefully rubbed you wrong a little bit as a person who's following Jesus. And I've also hopefully given you a little bit of something to, to a little fire so that you can go after it with with a sense of urgency. A disciple, a noun or a verb. A disciple is someone who would literally follow someone hoping to eventually become what they are. If you call yourself a disciple, you are literally following and acting in the way of the person you want that, that you're following. This is what a disciple is. A Christian disciple is a believer who follows Christ, a Christ follower, a Christian. And then offers his own imitation of Christ as model for others to follow. One is being a disciple. The other is discipling. I'm going to watch Jesus. I'm going to learn Jesus. I'm going to get all that I can from Jesus about Jesus and who Jesus was so that I can then model it and be a disciple. It is a noun and a verb. A disciple is first a believer who has exercised faith. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Jeff. I don't believe it's possible to be a Christian and not a disciple. I will give you this. Maybe you can become a Christian, so therefore you're becoming a disciple, but you can't call yourself a Christian and not a disciple. Because if you're not a disciple, then you might not be a Christian. I didn't realize how tough this was when I was putting this together. I really didn't. Next time I'm going to do it in a class setting, maybe, maybe it'll change things. I, I don't know. Listen, go with me to Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 38. While you get your electronic devices out, Bibles and whatnot, I'm going to take a drink of water. Let's pray real quick before we read the word. Lord God, I just come into you right now, Father. I thank you and I praise you. I thank you for the fire that you placed inside of me this morning. I thank you, God, that you set me up to teach something that I, well, you set me up to preach something that I thought I was going to teach. I thank you, God, that 
that there is an excitement about being a disciple and about discipling. God, I pray that I will hear, I pray that they will hear your words even right now as I speak them. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase in me and that they would hear your voice and nothing more. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen and amen. The word says, this is the amplified version. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart (laughs) with remorse and anxiety. And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what are we to do? And Peter said to them, repent, change your old way of thinking Turn from your sinful ways, accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah, and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because of the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was in that moment that those people became disciples. They were all there listening to the apostles preach the word of God after the Holy Spirit had fallen. Things were out of the ordinary. There were things happening in the situation that were not quite understandable to most. I won't even say understandable, I'll say explainable. Because we understand if somebody's speaking different languages. We just don't know why. We understand that a crowd of 3,000 would come up, possibly when somebody's speaking, but we don't know why. It's not explainable, but what was happening here was a number of people are standing there and they're hearing him talk and they are desiring and wanting this change, this transformation. And not only are they wanting it and and actually receiving it, but now they're wondering, now what? What do we do now? And this, this as Christians is where we have a tendency to drop the ball. This is where we lose the path. The following, we got. The desire to want to know, we got. The love, the passion of the way it makes us feel, we understand. But we don't quite know how to model it. I remember the first time somebody spoke some words to me 
these words to me. He said, Dwayne, you should always be an exiting leader. And I was like, but I thought you said I should pour my heart into whatever I'm doing. Like, I thought that if I'm going to be the youth pastor, then I need to focus on being the youth pastor, not looking to be the pastor, right? If I'm going to be the drummer, I shouldn't be looking to take the microphone to lead the worship. I should focus on being the drummer. And he said, no, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. He said, you should always be an exiting leader. And I was like, yeah, it sounds to me like you're telling me I should always be looking to walk out the door. And he was like, no, you should always be preparing to walk out the door. And I was like, I'm not hearing you. Now, I was probably about 20-something years old, so all I was hearing was what I was thinking. I do want to lead the worship. I do want to be the preacher, and I do want to call all the shots, right? But I didn't want anything else other than the picture of what that looked like to me. <laughs> I think it was a couple weeks ago I said, Pastor Jeff spoke a word to me, and I was like, no, thank you, because... <laughs> I want to follow, but I don't want to follow. I don't want to do that, you know? Like, I want to follow, but I don't want to model, you know? Like, I want to follow Jesus. I know the guy healing the people. <laughs> I'm with him until he goes to the cross. Ew, okay. <laughs> right? Call me Peter. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go, go, do, do, do. Like, <laughs> like this is it. This is, this, is, this is what we do sometimes as Christians. And yes, I'm talking to the lot of us. I'm talking to the group. Why? We have our individual reasons why. But as a group, this is what we fall into. One day, we were standing there, and we're like, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> he saved me from all of my sins. He's awesome. He healed my children. He gave me a job to do. I'm sorry, you want me to what? Exiting, exiting leader, explain that to me. You want me to prepare somebody to do what I do? Well, I don't know how to do that. How do I, how do I prepare somebody to do what I do? The same way Jesus did. Disciple. Well, I don't know how to disciple. <laughs> Good. Good. Because here's the deal. The next time I come before you, I'm going to talk about it more. But before I leave today, I'm going to share something with you, and then I'm going to close.
When you are an exiting leader, this is what it looks like. Jesus came to do what he came to do. But he knew he would not be there for very long. So if you go back, you know what? I'm going to share it with you. If you go back to that scripture, oh, come on. Where are you at? Oh, goodness. I wasn't going to share it with you, but it's appropriate. So you go back to that scripture in Acts, or I'm sorry, in Matthew. That's where it was. In Matthew that I was just reading before I came out. You go back to that scripture, and I know, or John, and you weren't there. In John 13, I know, I know, babe. Gosh. I can't help it. The Holy Spirit just hit me upside the head. Blame him. (laughs) John 13 that I read when I came out, it says, Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So now I am giving you a new commandment, right? That's what I read to you. He told them that he was going to be leaving. So what was he doing? He was preparing them to do what he had been doing. That's in John. Just a little bit further, there they are, the ones that he was talking to, the ones who he had walked with, literally walked with from town to town, the ones he had sat with and ate with, supper, literally at their house. Hint, hint. I'm just joking. I'm sorry. That, that was bad. Okay. They didn't get that joke. <laughs> okay. Listen. They, he was discipling them by sitting down with them, eating with them, talking to them, teaching them. He would walk with them as they followed him, and he did things that they could see visibly. And then there were moments when they would speak up. Rabbi, teacher, why did you do that? He would stop and he would explain to them, this is why I did this. This is why I said that. Rabbi, teacher, don't let them bother you. Stop. This is not the way we do. Bring them in. We bring them in because they need Jesus just as much as you do. Rabbi, why are you allowing her to do that? That's, that's expensive. That's money we could have. Stop, stop, stop. I know you don't get it. It doesn't make sense to you. Why I'm allowing her to waste money in this area. But what you don't understand is, is that what she's doing has purpose. Hmm. Okay, I get it. So what that means is, is that the people who are following you, the people that you're supposed to be discipling, they might not understand. They might not even agree. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to sit down with them. You're going to have to take time with them. You're going to have to talk to them. You're going to have to eat with them. You're going to have to explain yourself. Time and time and time and time and time again. You're going to have to correct them. 
Look at these steps. But before I get to the steps, hold on, let me read it. Jesus' model, Jesus' model of discipleship revolved around teaching his disciples a lesson and giving them opportunities to step out in faith. He built relationships with them, rebuked them, and ultimately his goal was to prepare them to be able to disciple others. And these steps to follow Jesus' example of discipleship are this. Teaching, modeling, loving others, connecting with others, correcting them, serving and outreach, inviting others to walk alongside to do the same thing. These are the things that we are expected to do. I'm not, I'm not a steps kind of guy. I'm a, very, I'm a very relational type of guy. I have a hard time with networking, as people call it. I can't just come up and be like, hey, how are you doing? My name is Dwayne, Pastor Dwayne Grant. Here's my card. Please contact me if you need something. Any services, I'll preach. I do weddings, funerals. Maybe some graphics or something like that. Let me know. Have some guys that can work on it for you. You know, we our church is at 445. Like, I just, ah, you know? And then I'm gone. Like, will I see you again? I don't know. Will we sit down and eat lunch together? I have no idea. Do I have something else to offer you? I will never know because I'm networking. No, no, no. I'm the guy that's going to be like, hey, bro, how's it going, man? You know, like I will allow that awkward moment because I feel like that awkward moment allows for potential relationship. You know, in that moment, you might get something from me that I, you know, or I might get something from you. Hey, you want to hang out sometime? Let's kick it. And it might be a process. It might be days. You might even get tired of me. But my purpose is not to touch and go. If that's your purpose, I may seem cold. If that's your purpose, I may seem cold. And maybe that's something I need to work on. But that's not my purpose. So when you go, hey, my name is so-and-so, and here's my card. I'm like, thank you. Because as far as I know, you don't really want to be my friend. You just want to let me know who you were. But when you say to me, I would like to sit down and talk to you. Oh, okay. Let's sit down and talk. But I understand that there's some people that don't do the talking thing. I get it. I'm sorry. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. It's going to be hard to disciple somebody if you ain't willing to sit down and talk to them. Because if you hand them a card and tell them to go watch a video, mm, it's 50-50 chance. <laughs> Come on, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, now if you sit down with them and you have some time with them, maybe one, two meetings, hour, two hours, three hours, whatever, and then you give them a card and ask them to go watch a video, they might actually go watch a video. But this is discipleship. 
These things, this, this list, and again, and you might have noticed, I just realized this, shame on me, but I, I, I pulled this list off of the internet because I needed a list. I'm not a list guy. Like, I'm not good at just making steps, you know, because I, I don't believe, I just don't believe that, that living a life for Jesus Christ is as simple as steps. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't feel like, it, you know, here's a five-step program, just, you know, Love Jesus, repent, and, you know, it's just not like that. And sometimes as Christians, we get into that flow where it's just a 12-step program. And then when we get in between steps and somebody's like, uh, what do I do with this? And we're like, uh, move it along, move it along. God bless you. And then they're like, well, why did they leave? <laughs> why don't they want to spend time anymore? I was, I was discipling them. And they stopped calling. Well, maybe because you gave them a 12-step program and when they hit the in-between, you didn't give them any direction. You didn't stop and explain it to them. This is what Jesus did. Please show me in the Bible where it talks about a 12-step program. Somebody showed me the Romans road, the, what was it called? The Romans road to salvation or whatever. Here's the problem with that. And it's not a problem. Don't get me wrong. You got to read all of Romans. I mean, you can take the, the steps, right? In this Romans such and such, you do this. In Romans such and such, you do this. But there's always stuff in between. So it's not just a 12-step program. So I'm going to close this way pray for you that when you walk away from today you're thinking about discipling you're thinking about being a disciple and then when i come back when i come back before you again we're going to talk about paul when he said Imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Because now I hope you understand that discipleship is it's not really an option, optional thing as a Christian. It's, it's a requirement. It's one of those, you know, it's one of those things that you're supposed to do. It's actually part of what Jesus, anybody here ever wonder what your purpose is? If you have a disciple, you don't have to look no more. If you don't have a disciple, then you better find one. I'm going to say that again. If you have a disciple, you don't have to look no more for your purpose. If you don't have a disciple, then you better find one. And that goes for any and everybody here. For some, it might be as simple as your child. But if you're discipling your child, you better remember how Jesus discipled. Every once in a while, God kicks me in the butt. 
he's like, tell me something. How do you sit down with him for an hour and a half? Listen. Counsel. Give reproof and rebuke. And then encourage. But him, you just sent to his room and told him to go play. Is he not following you closer than he is? Why are you trying so hard to turn him into a leader, but you're not trying so hard to turn him into a leader? And I was like, well, I don't want to be so hard on him. And I was, I mean, God was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you get, you're going to get what you plant, you know, what you reap, what you sow. And don't get me wrong. Nah, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to. The Bible said it best, right? Is that, uh, is that Proverbs or Psalms? One of the two. Uh, raise them up. Raise them up in the way, and, and they, they will never depart. And they'll come, right? They may go away. And this goes with a disciple. I mean, whoever you're discipling, whoever you're pouring into, the expectation is not for them to forever follow and do everything that you tell them to do. I mean... Is there anybody here that has done exactly what Jesus did and followed the rules to a T? So we have to have grace while we're doing this thing, but we have to do it. So you're either an exiting leader, you're a disciple, you're a parent, you're a, you're a, a guardian, you should be pouring into somebody intentionally. Intentionally is the key. With purpose. With an outcome in mind. That is our purpose. That is how we're going to spread the gospel. That is how we're going to multiply. That is how we're going to grow personally and outwardly. Lord God, I come into you right now, Father, and I thank you and I praise you for this opportunity. I pray, God, that your people and myself, I pray that we all would walk away from this moment having a deeper understanding of what it is to disciple, what it is to be discipled, God, I pray that you would help me to communicate this even better the next time I come before them. But I pray that until that time, Father, you are continuously ministering to their hearts and their minds. I pray, Father, that you would transform their thinking. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that anything that has been placed there that doesn't belong, any seeds, weeds, or junk that has been placed there, I pray that it would be removed so that they can hear what thus saith the Lord concerning discipling and being discipled. 
minister to us, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Before I let you go, if there's anybody here or on Facebook, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe you, like I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse, carriage before the horse, or however you say it. If I'm getting ahead of myself and you just, you don't even know Jesus Christ. You don't claim to be a Christian. If that's you, please come to the altar and see me after we release. Nobody will have no idea. I would love to pray with you. If you're on Facebook, please let us know because we want, we want to start this process of discipling. We want to spend time with you. We want to talk to you. But right now, I want to pray with you. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Lord God, I come into you right now, Father. You have touched your people. You have ministered to their hearts. You've drawn them in. And so, Father, right now, I pray that they would not stop where they're at, but they would continue to pursue you. God, I pray that they would that you would fill them with holy boldness, that they would step out and pursue you, the closest thing to you, a, a, a Christ follower. I pray that they would step out and become a disciple, that they would begin to learn and question and seek out the answers and the principles that you've laid out there. And I pray, Father, that you would place a disciple in front of them to lead them, to model your love, your grace, your mercy. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen.